All right, everybody, welcome into the Fifth Dimension Podcast. Today's show, I am joined by a familiar guest, Jason Kristoff. Jason, it's always a pleasure to be able to chat. And every time we've talked, I think the last two times I had the thought in my mind, you know, they might uh, take the internet down on us before we get to chat again. So it's always a pleasure to be able to connect and have the opportunity uh, to speak truth and, you know, just see where we go. Yeah, you can see eventually they might try that because the truth is getting out and uh, there's only 10,000 of them and 8 billion of us. So they, they know that if more and more people awaken, it's over for them. Exactly. Exactly. Well, which is why when we chatted last time, I think it was around the new year, I kind of thought I had the thought in my head. I was like, you know, I think they might pull the cyber attack before I get the opportunity to speak with Jason again. But here we are. We've made it this far. We're in August and uh Internet's still up. Truth is still getting out. Certainly, uh, there's new distractions, new psyops that are uh, dominating the headlines. We've had Ukraine war. We have monkeypox now going, supposedly going. Polio is the new one. Polio's going around. Yeah, and I, I did see you send out a, a newsletter on polio this morning. Actually, and that's that's something I actually did want to ask you about. Maybe we can start there. You know, I I think you know obviously a lot of people they think maybe COVID was the first of the medical type of scamdemics, right? They don't necessarily look back upon the history because there's polio, there's HIV, Spanish flu. When you start to really dive into a lot of these different uh, areas in terms of the, the history, uh, we start to see sort of some interconnections. I was wondering if you could dive into that and also what's coming up now with polio with monkeypox and how this all is sort of tying into one another well it's the same scam all the time evan it's i call it the scam sandwich yeah it's a scam so big a sandwich so big you can't get your mouth around it with polio it follows the same pattern and what's what's known about this group is they're not creative so it really tips their hat because all their attacks on the public follow the same pattern. And they're, they are aware that to control humans, large tracts of humans, and they look at us as tomato plants or cattle, you have to use poison to dumb down and weaken the very powerful human lion to make the human lion more like a lamb. Mm. So poison is their number one modality of attack. And number two is indoctrination. And indoctrination is used, it's the mind control, it's the brainwashing. And this will be used in tandem with the poison to make people believe that the poison is beneficial for them. Yeah. So mind control, 85% of mind control is simply repetition because the way our nervous system is hardwired, the most repetitive theme or pattern or thought does represent what the bigger group or bigger herd is doing inside what's called the subconscious mind pathway. And that will always be the kind of go-to answer or the safe card to play. And if you go back and look at polio, very repetitive, but they, if you investigate it, the polio outbreaks only happened in the summer. This mm. is your first clue that something's going on. Disease generally doesn't invade people when the sun is bright because the sun is life-giving and the darkness you know sort of takes your life force away a little bit 
Right. And the polio outbreaks used to happen in the summer, mostly in apple orchards or in fruit orchards. And investigators and even politicians at the time said, this isn't a disease. We've discovered that where these kids are becoming paralyzed or where people are falling ill, um, gravely ill, they're eating the fruit or working in these orchards or produce fields where they're spraying lead arsenate okay mm. this was a pesticide of the time it was a combination of lead and arsenic which of course induces paralysis mm. and this is how they operate in terms of that lead arsenic that formulation that pesticide would have been purposely pushed into the public realm, right. knowing it would cause disease, therefore initiating or triggering, triggering the next stage of the plan to falsely identify it as a viral pathogen. Now, the reason they're very big on viral pathogens is there's a lot more to be told about the viral myth but the big reason they want you to focus in on viruses or invisible things, things you, you can't see, is that it allows them to take full control of what's poisoning you and what you're afraid of. They have to mind control you out of the realm of physical poisons that you can see and identify with your own eye and put you in the realm of something invisible like the boogeyman is attacking you. And not only would be something invisible attacking you, they also come to the forefront, to the front of the stage and saying, we're the only ones with the special equipment that can see the invader. Hmm. And then they really ramp up. Now that they have you obsessed with the invisible, instead of the visible toxin, in this case of polio, lead arsenate pesticide, they come in with their testing equipment like they do now. This is the same scam going on right now they're like we really hate to inform you evan but our special equipment indicates you have the pathogen on your forehead be very careful don't move too quickly some extra pathogen has just come in through our fake testing to be on your right shoulder some is on your left shoulder don't move we have the solution so you're petrified because you can't see it they've done the smoke and mirror show and it started in the government schooling trying to teach you that science is you know out uh, out trumps god and out trumps your eyes and right. out trumps your brain and they say don't worry evan although the tests are coming back positive and you're wearing a diaper or your brown pants because you're crapping your own diaper we have the solution and it's this needle full of poison. Mm. And this is all worked out months or decades in advance, how these, these sequences are going to trigger each other like a lock and key mechanism. And then the, like with polio, they, again, the same scam, it's not approved. The polio vaccine was never approved because it was untested. It was authorized, which means the manufacturer is not liable mm. for the deaths or their injuries. And even the inventor, Jonas Salk, mm. 
he they portrayed him through the propaganda as being a hero for never patenting. He never put a patent on his salt formulation of the polio vaccine. And if you investigate it, if you put a patent on it, you're automatically legal, legally liable for the injuries. So he was not a hero. He was a conspirator inside the, this ongoing control mechanism for putting the public down, disempowering the great human lion, lion, making the great human lion more like an easily farmed lamb through poisoning, brainwashing, and indoctrination. And when uh, there was 120 children experimented on with the Salk vaccine, uh, 51,000, uh, 55,000 were made sick, violently ill by the shot. Uh, 51 were paralyzed and four died. Wow. And this is the, and this, this four deaths was enough to pull the vaccine immediately, but the damage was done. And this is the scam all the time where they condition the public that somehow medicine will have casualties. It's a war. None of this is true. And if you want to add to the show notes, or people can even look up my name, don't even put my full name, Jason Christoph, just put the first initial J, Christoph is Christ with an OFF on the end, and put in 20 things you don't know about polio. Okay. And you can go and look this article up yourself. And there was congressmen who went to Congress and had a special meeting in the US Congress and said, you people are lying to the public. They're being paralyzed and poisoned because of lead arsenate pesticide. There's, a, there's direct correlations to the sprain of the pesticide and the outbreaks of what you call polio. Your polio identification as a virus is heavily suspect. And you're doing all this to, they said, deflect liability from the producers of the pesticide um, that was being used. But again, this is all, this is what conspiracy is about. This wasn't about deflecting blame at all. This was about a thousand year old cycle of what it takes to control humans on this planet. You have to bang them down. You have to create false, what's called disaster capitalism or shock doctrine based events. And then, only then can you pass the massive checks in plain sight on TV and saying, here's, you know, in that day, it might have been $80 million for the March of Dimes campaign for the polio shot. And that's how they steal your money. Because in traditional government, stealing cash is very hard. It's almost impossible to do. But if you can create a false shock doctrine disaster capitalism situation, not only do you create the perfect rulable lamb by poisoning them back into the stone age, you create the situation where now the checks can fly. No one's going to, none, no one on the other side of the, of the house in, in these fake political systems are going to interfere with the checks because they would look like they're interfering with saving the public. So the checks 
fly like wildfire, 80 million to this charity, 30 million to that lab, 10 million to this. I mean, in um, during the same blueprint uh, for, for the current issue that we have going right now, there's trillions of dollars flying to here, yeah. there, and everywhere based on the same attack form, uh, formula that was exhibited in uh, the polio situation and in the polio situation too. And I even have the book, I have the announcement that the American Medical Association sent to all their doctors and said, you can no longer classify polio as polio. You're not allowed to really use the word polio anymore or you'll lose your license. Sound familiar? Mm. Sound familiar at all to what we have going on today with the threats of losing the license? Hmm. Again, this group that we're dealing with, very uncreative in their scams. So they said, not only can you not use the word polio anymore for paralysis, because there were so many people coming in from the shot that were paralyzed from the polio vaccine. Sound familiar? Mm. Sound familiar that the shot creates the disease, but you're not allowed to say what it is? Sounds familiar, because it is familiar. Of course it's familiar. So they said the original uh, diagnosis of polio is you'd have to have paralysis or partial paralysis for 24 hours. And that 24 hour paralysis would usually dissipate as the body detox the lead arsenic and the use of the limb or use of the organ or would come back. So now they said you cannot even, you can't use polio, but now if there's paralysis, we have new words, but it has to be 60 days consecutive. Mm. So that really shrunk the number. And they said, you can't use polio. You got to use Bell's palsy, meningitis, Guillain-Barre, acute flaccid paralysis, acute flaccid meningitis, whatever word you wanted to invent, it would have to make, it would have to be something that was non-polio based. And then they said, look, everybody, look at the statistics. We've conquered polio. But again, the medical system was involved in the scam. They were forced to recategorize polio. There was more paralysis than there was ever before. And it was only in the people who took the polio vaccine. And so that started a whole other campaign of we got to see what's going on with the paralysis. We've got to change the medical curriculums. We got to let the big the big monetary checks and resources fly back and forth to our friends who help coordinate the scam on the public. We got to fleece the public coffers. We have to steal from the treasury. And this is how these scams work, mm. is that this had nothing to do with the virus, has nothing to do with wastewater. And that's why they started scanning wastewater, you know, wastewater facilities a year ago, because they were just building up to this. And the reason they can pull the wool over someone's eyes that this non-existent virus is in the wastewater is because mind control and brainwashing are 85% repetition based. The average person believes the polio is real that the paralysis is caused by a virus, that the, that the polio vaccine saved everybody. So it's the most embedded, the most imprinted, the most indoctrinated vaccine story of all time. 
And that's why they're bringing it back because it holds the most fear, the most firm narrative and the most sort of pushback on someone not willing, like, do you want your kid paralyzed? That scares people. But the only thing paralyzing the children are the toxins, the neurotoxins, that just means a poison to the neurological system, the toxins that are included and have always been included in these shots, always included. And I gave a sort a very short summation of my 20 point article and the citations are there. The proof is there. The testimony of the two congressmen are there. The formula for the lead arsenate is there. And do you see some other similarities? The iron lung, mm. the ventilator, the iron lung, the ventilator. Hmm. Mm. And the iron lung was not helping people that were paralyzed from the lead arsenate, it actually accelerated their death, which put that, that, and that moved the fear into the stratosphere that not even this iron lung device could save people from the deadly polio virus. And we have the same effect with the, with the nurse um, and, and the research about the ventilators that the majority of people put on these ventilators died because of the ventilator. And then the fake scam continues by marking them as COVID deaths. I really hope, uh, Evan, this does not go on YouTube because you'll Hopefully be not. blown <laughs> off. You'll be blown <laughs> off that uh, that platform in two seconds because they don't want anybody knowing this. So the citations of the American Medical Association, their their actual letters to the doctor, forcing them to lie to the public, forcing them to reclassify things. The doctors are the most indoctrinated, the most brainwashed, the most easily controlled, because where else are you going to get a 200 or $300,000 a year job today? Mm. And that's why these, these doctors have always been these puppets on strings. Yeah. You know, we, and we're through indoctrination and brainwashing in government school, we're mind controlled to think these are the altruistic backbone of our society, the smartest of our classes. And they're really the most indoctrinated. They're, they're promoted for their order following ability. They're, they're really not real men or women. They don't really care deeply about children or hurting people or poisoning people. Their morality is conditioned out of them. Their ethics are conditioned out of them. And although there's a small few that are speaking out today, the, the, the vast majority are literally participating as they've always done because they're programmed in these genocide euthanasia based operations. Just like if someone wanted to go to YouTube and find a documentary called Caring Corrupted, the killing nurses of the Third Reich. The nurses didn't blink an eye. They said, kill that deformed baby kill that gay person that this is the homosexual community is always targets. They said, kill this guy, kill the deformed baby, kill the seniors um, and kill the psychiatric, psychiatric patients. And the nurses and the doctors would hop to it in the same way that they're hopping to it today. It yeah. is a bloodbath out there because what we're, what we think are schools and entertainment and media, we've been conditioned to be satanic individuals. 
We've been pushed through a satanic initiation that's verifiable where everything we're doing, the morality and the, the ethics and the care and the love and the connection are conditioned out of us through these processes and structures that have been purposely put in place. And we're all, for all of us, all of us are in one way part of the cabal part of the satanic cult, whether we hate ourselves and drink alcohol and poison ourselves with pizza. When you look at life as benign, or you look at life as something to kill, even if it's killing the life in your own self, killing someone, you know, injecting poison into someone or backing, you're injecting poison into your own self. You have got there on purpose through a long initiation process that has inviscerated, or it's called a cremation of care. That's the actual satanic initiation classification. It's called a cremation of care ritual. It means you have burnt the care, incinerated the morality, and incinerated the justice and, and the ethics right out of yourself to the point where you'll do anything that a satanic authority figure tells you without any resistance or any pushback. And that's where we are today. So this is a great way to start off the uh, podcast, Devin. So yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm happy I'm back. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think you just hit the heart of the matter, right? You know, the nail on the head. And it's interesting because I can see how a lot of people's in a way, it feels their hands are tied, especially when it comes to children, right? And we talk about polio vaccine. You don't want your children paralyzed. They use that fear mongering. We talk about uh, the education systems, states like California and the United States trying to mandate COVID shots for students, right? And they have these long lines of shots that are pushed on kids immediately. Uh, otherwise, they're almost viewed as ostracized from society, right? If you don't line up for your 20 shots in your first two or three years as a baby, then you're, you're barred from a lot of uh, public schooling, different areas of life and uh, college, although college in itself is just an indoctrination center at this point, it's still viewed as the norm. So I, I can see why somebody, especially maybe people who are even beginning to wake up a little bit to you know the covid scam right that almost feels like an an easy one to really see through because of how much even the cdc has backtracked and sort of just sort of accepted what the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists were saying two years ago um, as their norm so you can see why some people almost feel like their maybe their entire identity is already based within this foundation of what you described of self-sabotage and therefore they just pass that down through to their kids right and so it feels very difficult to find proper ways to protect the children of the world especially when all aspects of their life their parents their education systems the the world that they're growing up in is rooted in this self-sabotage it's rooted in poison and indoctrination the two two pillars like you mentioned um so and somebody from as me i come from an education background i've worked in schools i've seen the indoctrination taking place most kids aren't 
thinking about these things as they, they, they shouldn't necessarily be thinking about these things, right? They're kids. They should be imaginative and playful and learning about life. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to find a solution to protect the children, especially when so many parents are indoctrinated and everything around them is indoctrinated. Yeah. I mean, to look on the dark side, you're correct. Yeah. But there, we, the, you know, there's always going to be a dark side. We do share this planet with night half the time. Yeah. So it does have a right to be here and you do need death to produce life. And it is part of the life cycle, dying and living. Yeah. But it would appear that this dark ancient evil force that we call, you know, the devil or Satanism or whatever you really want to call it, it seems to be crossing over the 50 yard line and snatching some yeah. souls unfairly or against the natural order. And that's what we really have to be aware of. We have to understand that darkness is stealing souls into the night and going well beyond its 50% yard line or the 50 yard line where we've kept it and we're supposed to keep it in balance like the yin and the yang symbol. And through the indoctrination, just I'm just going to clear my throat for a sec. Yeah. Through the indoctrination, we have other problems. And the problem is that our subconscious mind does tally our environment for repetition. And that repetition becomes sort of comfortable and safe. And it's sort of what we expect the next day. And if we get the opposite the next day, it makes us feel uncomfortable, unfamiliar, and nervous. You take the average person today watching Netflix. Everything's fear. Everything's panic. Everything is terror. And everything is about darkness and killing. They've watched so many repetitions of this. It has got into their subconscious mind pathway and registered as the normal. And what, how dangerous that is, someone might not know unless they start coaching or doing therapy with some of these people. These people are so used to everything being upside down and in a complete and utter state of crisis and chaos. Everything is an absolute shit storm. Mm -hmm. Is that if you sit them down and say, look, you know, I'm gonna take care of you for a week. Here's a couple thousand dollars. Let me cook for you. You sit on the couch. We're not going to watch any TV, no screens. I'm going to rub your feet. We're going to go to bed at 930. Here's some water instead of pop. Here's some water instead of coffee. Here's some water instead of alcohol. Everything's calm. Everything's great. This person that has what we call in self-sabotage industry, fire starter programming, they start gyrating. They're not used to the calm day. They're not used to the successful day. They're not used to the loving day and they blow a gasket. That's mm -hmm. what self-sabotage that person. If I turn my back, if I was rehabilitating them to be very careful, if I'm in the room with them, because they're going to fall and hurt themselves. They're going to cut themselves. They're going to go for the TV. They're going to go for their cell phone. They're going to go for the Ben and Jerry's. They need the coffee. They need the alcohol. They need the cocaine. They need the marijuana. They need anything to screw them up off their center. And so we have this, this, what I call the orc army. I don't know if you remember the orc army from Lord of the Rings and they yeah. dug out all these trolls 
from the ground. And this was the orc army that went and battled for Sauron, I think. Mm -hmm. And so we have this orc army that doesn't know they're an orc army. They're, they have fire starter programming. They're addicted to chaos and crisis. They need fear and panic and conflict in their lives, or they simply don't feel familiar or comfortable or good with their day. This is the kind of person that loves California, loves New York City, loves the demon rats, the Democrats, loves the left wing stuff, loves turning everything on its head just for the sake of turning it on its head and just smashing a window, starting a fire, you know, teaching kids in school that there's 70 genders and all the nonsense and chaos and crisis and uproar. They can sit in a room that's on fire and feel the most comfortable. They would hate sitting with their family and getting the love, getting connection and getting feelings again and having a calm day. They're addicted to this frequency of evil. And that's what we're seeing today purposely programmed into them through government schooling, everything's nerve wracking through the media, all the music is nerve wracking. It's all about death and mayhem and breakup. And I kissed a girl and I liked it. Mm -hmm. And you hear it, it's all the repetitive nonsense that will completely make your life a living hell. You live out this stuff. And people do live out repetitive content. That's what mind control is about, is you do live it out unconsciously. Like you will act out the repetitive content, just like in the movie Gone in 60 Seconds, movie about car theft, Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie, they're repetitive about car theft. And when that movie opened up uh, throughout the world, car theft went up massively because mm -hmm. people do uh, live out the repetitive content of their environment. And this part of the brain that takes in repetitive content in an attempt to bond with the bigger herd, the most repetitive content reflects the bigger herd. Um, this is done unconsciously and the subconscious doesn't know the difference between real time, screen time and imagined thought. So you could be watching serial killer documentaries on Netflix and you are very prone to kill or endorse killing simply because of watching those documentaries. The people who make those documentaries know this. The people who write our music know this. The people who produce our print media know this. The TV shows and the movies, these are not there to, so you just bide your idle time. Mm. These, there, these things are there to hijack your behavior, make you dark, make you evil, make you chaos addicted, crisis addicted. You're going to become a fire starter. And I see these people now more than anything else. Two cups of coffee, wine at night, crazy shows on Netflix, fighting with their spouse. And you see them when it's calm, you're like, it's coming. You know, they might have a loving day, a loving interaction, can't stand it. It's not normal. It's not like the shows they saw. Everybody in the shows are fighting. Everybody in the shows got an addiction. Where's, you know, the werewolf is biting this girl's head off. The kidnapper just kidnapped that kid from the park. It's gotta be straight 24 hour crisis. And this person loves the government because it's a crisis movie 24 hours a day. They love the government dictates because the government dictates are there to throw everything in, on its inverted head. 24 hours a day. Mm, absolutely. And I, I have noticed that it's every agenda, every movement that's going on that is promoted, uh, at least, is 
sort of an ultimate inversion. And you mentioned morality and ethics earlier. It's an ultimate inversion of true morality, true ethics. When you actually start to question these agendas, you ultimately really have to question yourself in a lot of ways and question the foundation of the behavior of why you were endorsing these things and why your sort of baseline dominant personality was rooted in this, uh, I would say, unhinged anxiety in a lot of ways, right? And that, once you're actually sort of get an understanding of that, you can take the conscious control and action uh, to realign with morality, realign with ethics, and actually recognize how we're playing into these things and playing into these different agendas. Um, but it is difficult because when you're asking somebody to question a lot of these narratives or question something like, uh, you know, the education system or what the children are learning or, you know, whether it's the, the grooming and indoctrination or, you know, going back to COVID or polio, right? You're, you're simultaneously asking someone to question their own ethical understanding and how they present themselves into the world, right? And so it kind of become, people take on that self-identity of the victim uh, to life and the government serves as that ultimate savior by coming in. And then even if they're installing more of these anxiety-inducing programs, they're still saving them from themselves in a lot of ways, right? And I think that's why maybe people can back these eugenics-based programs without even necessarily realizing it's a eugenics-based program. Um, and I think on a deeply rooted level, maybe they know, but it stems from self-hatred and it stems from the the lack of love they have for self. And they can't, you know, you, you mentioned if they have a loving day, they can't stand it because they don't love themselves. They don't feel worthy of that love. They don't recognize that that's what they're supposed to be experiencing and what's going to bring actual fulfillment. Uh, but if, if you don't know that, then you can't actually live a life that's going to be in alignment with that. So I think it's important to get people back into that space of love. Um, otherwise, they are going to just follow this, this genocidal eugenic-based programming. And I think eugenics is a strong word, but, you know, I've been doing a lot of research on this too. And it's the same exact motivations in modern science and modern education as it was when they were blatant about naming things eugenics, right? So it, it's just, it's fascinating to watch. And I, I don't know if there's a solution outside of correcting the self-identity and self-identification beyond you know, the self-sabotaging programs and self-hatred um, to actually sort of reverse course and get people out of this inverted uh, state of mind. Yeah, I'm not, in, in order to start loving yourself, it's not as easy as maybe people might perceive but it's also right. not as hard as they would perceive it starts basically with the diet because you either eat to love or hate if you're eating pizza and having coffee on an empty stomach you don't drink water you're eating a 12 inch sub from subway with a couple of those toxic macadamia 
nut cookies and a Diet Coke. You hate yourself, but you don't know it. Yeah. And those are strong words. And we're not trying to discourage people from the introspection to discover that. But there's a lot of hate there. You're not loving yourself to the, you're not, you're not caring about how long you're going to live. You're not caring about how long your kids spend with you. You're not caring that you can contribute more if you're healthy. Uh, you don't go to the hospital. You don't as much. You don't have as many sick days. You just throw that shit of your life onto the society and hope the society can deal with it. But what you eat really reflects if you love yourself or not. And although I could name a book, the best Bible on healthy eating is Paul Check, and it's C-H-E-K, Paul Check's book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. The programs of self-hatred live in the subconscious mind pathway, and it's easier to reprogram the subconscious mind pathway through hypnosis, which is what I do. So to break yourself out of any addiction, er, any form of self-sabotage, it takes sort of a two-prong approach, which I, which is what I do. I mean, I know all the brainwashing, propaganda, behavior modification, and mind control techniques that they use. And I use, there's only one group of them. So you can use that, those techniques to make people drink Pepsi, eat Pizza Hut, and do cocaine. But you can also make them stop all those addictions and make them have water instead of wine. And you can, you can make them get to bed on early instead of scrolling all night. You can mind control people into absolutely anything. And, and our human farmers do that all the time. But I would suggest if someone really wants to make a fast recovery here, and the only reason I would uh, promote fast recovery is I don't know how much runway the average person has right now. A real, it's like the Jurassic Park, you know? They're trying to take off on the plane. There's just not enough runway that T-Rex is, you know, mm -hmm. taken up. He, he cuts out too early. You don't have enough runway. I don't think we have enough runway now to do this gradually. So if you want to do it really fast, as fast as possible, and make 180 degree about face out of your self-sabotaging fire starter program, email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. And I can tell you about some of these programs that I, that I have, because I just use the same brainwashing techniques and not to make you a human mess, which these demons do, but I'll make you a human success but I use the same technology. Right. Absolutely. And I, I love that because you can invert the inversion on its head and, and use these programs uh, for the good. Right. And that's, I've definitely, uh, you know, I had Paul check on my podcast and talk to him about his book and his health principles. And, you know, I'm somebody who's always prided myself on my own health and wellness and even exploring his work. It's like, it opens up new levels of profoundness about things that I wasn't even necessarily aware of. So there are, it's, it's interesting. Cause I do think we almost need the crash course in a way, like quick, come on. <laughs> like the time is now, uh, because yeah. I, you know, you look at all aspects of our society. We talk about food. They're already talking about putting MRNA technologies in the food. They're already spraying it with an abundance of pesticides and chemicals and adding I'm sure pesticides and chemicals we don't even know about at this point already to the food supply, right? I mean, 
you go and to the injections yep. and it's the same scam all the time. They have different names. It could be called Teflon or become yep. uh, Tylenol or that you could microwave your food. And anybody that e eats microwave food, they've done experiments. You put the food in the microwave, you eat it when it comes out and then you draw that participant's blood and it shows they've been poisoned. You have the same immune markers as, as you do if someone consumed poison. It doesn't matter if they call it Windex, Mr. Clean, Colgate, Crest toothpaste. It doesn't matter if it's the makeup, uh, you know, the hair gel, Axe spray, make it perfume. It doesn't matter. It's the same game. They need to poison you. And what's funny is that all poisons upregulate mind control. So not only are they weakening you physically through the poison, there's actually two parts of the brain, the conscious mind and the subconscious. And when you poison the body, only the subconscious works, mm. which means, and the subconscious complies, it obeys, it's reflexively obedient, it takes a knee to the authority figure, and it doesn't resist pressure. Mm. And it has no long-term ability to judge the consequences of its actions. So if you're in the ruling position, you want to coat and drown the public in toxins, not only to make them physically weak and start your disaster capitalism cycle so you can pillage the treasury, you automatically know that a poisoned mind is more obedient than a clean one. So you have a double whammy benefit in your favor. The average person doesn't know the the mind control benefits of a poisoned victim. Right. Absolutely. And you're, you're right. It's in all aspects, food, water, you know, the fluoride that's in the water supply and, you know, people are still unaware about fluoride, which amazes me. Um, but that's, a, that's a huge one. And, you know, even medicine, you know, you mentioned polio come, making a comeback. I saw yesterday being promoted on Twitter was, uh, a new quote unquote breakthrough when it comes to a cancer vaccine, right? So, <laughs> yeah, and, and they just want you to keep because they just want to put the fire out with gasoline. I mean, this is how they operate. They make all your problems worse. the the anti the the, the anti inflation act causes inflation. Even when George Bush passed the Clean Skies Act, it it allowed more pollution in the skies. He also passed the Clean Water Act and it allowed more pollution of the waterways. The Patriot Act is unpatriotic. So they know they know to use the double speak, the Orwellian double speak, and it fools the, doesn't fool the conscious mind if it's on guard, but if you're poisoned and ca caffeine and alcohol are their one-two punch for taking the conscious mind, off the uh, front door at the nightclub, it's bouncer position to protect you. If, if you're polluted, and like I said, the, the top two are caffeine and alcohol. If you're polluted, you can't think your way out of a paper bag. Hmm. And you're just more likely to go along, to get along, to become a people pleaser. And this time, they're not just trying to poison you for mind control. They're, they used to look at you as milking cattle. Now they look at you as beef cattle. And so they're not only trying to poison you, they're trying to take you out so that no one's around to tell this story because it's so obvious what's going on. They can't have anybody 
waltz into the next generation with any knowledge of this nonsense. And that's why they want to censor everything, because if you found out what they did, it's simple to understand poison and indoctrination, poison and indoctrination. That's so easy to understand. If you ever start connecting the dots, you will literally kill these people. Absolutely. And this is what they deserve. This is all they deserve is hanging from the nearest tree by a noose because they killed children. They kill seniors. They kill. But you know what? We have to be very careful, not with saying I'd like to see them hung up. I'm not shy about that whatsoever. But really, to be honest with you, they didn't kill anybody. The people killed themselves through the process of poison and indoctrination. Right. No one came to your house and held down the people that died. No one came and grabbed your wife out of the living room, dragged her onto the front lawn, held down both arms and both feet and injected. No, the people injected themselves. And the reason they do that is legally when you kill yourself, kill your own kids and cripple yourself for your own kids or bankrupt your own town or cheerlead the closing of your own businesses and cheerlead the the seizure of all your assets to pay for these because the checks are flying, you don't have any legal recourse to sue anybody because you're the fucking moron. You're the fucking moron who did it to yourself. So legally they're on side and you did it to yourself. You killed yourself. You killed your own children. And there's spiritual uh, payments to be made that they don't have to pay. Because when you kill yourself spiritually, you're not on side at all. And they're very afraid to kill you. Trust me, I, I know their religions. They're very afraid to put hands on you because they know there's punishment for that. That's why they use the psychological manipulation to put hands so that you put hands on yourself, you put hands on your own kids and you destroy your own communities one person at a time, one business at a time. And you cheerlead it because mind control is that effective. Mm, Absolutely. And there's a requirement for self-responsibility in these times. And I, I think maybe that's something we could dive into a little deeper because a lot of people do want to place the blame on these institutions or on, you know, Bill Gates and you know, Bill Gates and the government and all of these different figures that we could name off the Klaus Schwab's and the World Economic Forum. Right. And, you know, I feel the same way as you, but I do also recognize that it is an act of, uh, self, you know, self-sabotage to go and eat the crappy food and inject yourself with poison based on the direction that we're moving in where these things are getting a bit more blatant. And I do think people are starting to wake up a bit and there's, there is more resistance to this and maybe they do need to be a little bit more hands-on in the approach in a sense of how they are going to poison us and indoctrinate us into their system. Can you talk about why it is that they don't want to actually have that direct hands-on approach and do you think if we take a bit more self-responsibility because of their mindset and because of their religious following like you mentioned and how they view the karmic consequences of uh, them if they were to take a more hands-on approach do you think that makes self-responsibility really the solution to this because they won't there's a certain line that they won't cross or, or do you think maybe they, they are willing to sort of 
cross certain boundaries in, you know, I think if they cross the boundaries, they know they lose, but it's mm -hmm. important for self responsibility because they, this is all Hollywood production. Yeah. And all their scams, the Iran Contra affair, Live Aid, there is nothing, no benefit for African Live Aid. Sorry to tell you. And the, contra, the Iran Contra affair, they were selling drugs to sort of pay actors in this great reset scenario that's been going on for decades, by the way. They've been setting it up. Even when the Clinton Foundation was involved in Haiti, they raised hundreds of millions of dollars. And there was only, I think, 17 houses built. Wow. And the money is stolen. Now, the reason I tell this story and all the big checks, uh, Biden sending 33 billion, 33 is the uh, number of the free Masonic order, 33 billion over to Zelensky, you know, this, uh, this man, They're, they do all this to fund the actors. And they need this much money, trillions of dollars to pay the various actors, to make people believe there are countries, to make people believe there are borders, to make people believe there, there are governments. Basically, if anything, if an alien lands on the planet and they can't find it, it doesn't exist. Borders don't exist, okay? Governments yeah. don't exist because no alien, they could find a building, building, but they can't find the government. Right. They can find a, a house on a road that makes people think there's a border, but there's really no borders for the aliens to find. They need the money to pay the actors like Trudeau and Biden. These are all actors, Morrison, Johnson, Macron, Merkel, or whoever's taken Merkel's place in Germany. Now, the reason they need trillions and the reason they need to steal our money is to fortify this play, to fortify this fake fictional movie. But why? Oh, here's the, their Achilles heel. They need to put this much effort in because they really don't have the power to make us do this by force. All the actors, all the stage plays, all the media, they're all funded by them. That's how weak they are. It's in proportion to the effort they need to make us hurt ourselves. This stage production, this Hollywood play that they put on every single day costs trillions of dollars and it reflects their weakness. Because if they really had the power to hurt us by force, why would they need to put on this show? Hmm. And why would the show need trillions of dollars? Because it's in proportion to how weak they really are. Yeah. So if we take the self-responsibility and stop kicking the living shit out of ourselves and our kids with Lunchables and Snackables and pasteurized cheese and pasteurized milk and non-organic food and tap water and pop and chips and take out food that you say is a reward or a treat on a Friday night that would choke a maggot, stop smoking, stop drinking alcohol, stop drinking coffee, stop having takeout food, bring your own food on the plane, bring your own food on the trip, take, take some care and some love back into your heart for your kids and for yourself. They will never show up and try to take you down because you'll be smarter, stronger. Everybody will be smarter and stronger. 
And by their religion, they know that there is karmic blowback if they cross the line into putting hands on their victims. So the police have to understand this, the military have to understand this, that they are paid pawns, they're, they're paid actors. And if we all just said we're not doing it, and we did it for seven days, the whole system would collapse. If we, st we have to stop giving our eyesight to them, this is the big black magic secret, mm. is that your eyes focus energy. The amount of energy released from one atom the atomic bomb at the at the trinity at uh, i think it was called los alamos that energy that was released can power that was one atom and this is the black magician's big secret is that the one atom of energy released can power new york city for nine years in a row wow. and the human body has 22 times to the exponent 26 atoms in its system the human is a walking energy machine unknown to anything else in science. And the eyes focus that energy and the energy of our eyesight is absorbed and the power from our eyes is absorbed by the person receiving the gaze. Mm. And this is what's not, when we watch Hillary Clinton, when we watch Justin Trudeau, when we put eyes on them, when we put the eye on our oppressors, they're actually sucking this amount of energy out of our system. They can feel it. This is why you talk to rock stars and musicians when they're on stage, they feel euphoric because it's an energy extraction ceremony. Turn your back on that musician, turn your back on that actor when like Will Smith or The Rock walks through an airport, everybody turn their back on them. And watch the change in energy that occurs in that person. Because the human is a massive energy production system, which energetically empowers things that you put your eye or your mind's eye on. So if you focus your energy on what you want, it will only grow more powerful in your life. And this is the law of attraction, just explained in a different way. We have to shut off these propaganda stations no one show up to hear the politicians everybody turn their back on them at once and you will see them shrivel into the weak men and women that they really are these women and men like justin trudeau they're no dangerous than the average drunk down at the pub except we're giving them our energy so that they can wield great influence in our life so it's time we went back to the ancient books and understand how powerful our gaze and our focus. That's why the word focus is very close to hocus pocus, which is a magic phrase. Mm, absolutely. And it's, you know, when we're watching these screens and watching the actors, you know, a lot of people have been tricked into thinking that what they're seeing on the screen is the state of the world, is the natural state of reality, right? And they go outside when they, you know, when they're not looking at the screen, they go through the world, almost through looking at it through the lens of their delusions, because they were given this image about Trudeau or Biden and how the country is quote unquote operating. And they go out and they play that role themselves. And they go and they try, they ultimately create that very same thing that they saw on the television. Right. And instead of just, you know, if you turn off that screen, 
um, you know, maybe you take an ignorance is bliss approach to whatever, whatever you want to call it to what they're saying on those, um, on those screens and the news and all of that. And you just sit with the world as it is. When you go outside, you, you quickly realize none of it is real. None of what they're saying is real. There is no observable uh, pandemic necessarily. There is no observable crisis or a cl- of climate or all of these different things that they're telling us, these inversions, none of them are actually real unless we start to act them out ourselves and really play along, right? It is a huge theater play in a sense where the audience is directly involved in the uh, production and making of the play. We don't necessarily realize it and we're used as really human batteries in a sense, harvesting of that energy. We're used as unpaid actors is what Mm -hmm. we're we're used as. We're, We're playing the role and, but again, there's the focus and that's why at the beginning of a movie they'll call something a coming attraction or a movie trailer well a trail is something you walk upon to an end destination and if you attract it well how are you attracting well you're attracting it because you see it and then you start vibrating that frequency out to the universe and it's a holographic universe that simply reflects back your frequency yeah. That's that's the nature of reality we live in. And so they're showing us all this chaos and crisis and panic and terror. And then we're doing the old coming attractions at the movies tri- uh, movie trick because we're making it true because we're becoming employed as unpaid actors. We're going out and you know, fearing this and fearing that when really, you know, when I go out my my. Uh, you know, my door today, you see very little of it. I mean, there is no pandemic, there is no crisis, but you do, you know, around corners, there's some vaccine clinics around here. And, you know, you hear the ambulance whipping by here and there. And that's what we really, you know, because the people have got their booster shots and are going down like uh, deer during hunting season in uh, North America. This is really what we're trying to stop by spreading some of the stories we don't spread them in fear we just want you to know you this these shots are a cycle this isn't about covid shot or that this covid shot is bad all vaccines are toxic none of them have ever been proven to increase immunity or resistance to the disease and they've only been proven to make your health worse and i have 38 documentaries now and i'll give it to give it to you the the article 38 documentaries proving that the vaccines have always been eugenic and euthanasia based and disaster capitalism based and shock doctrine based. And the only reason people go inject themselves with this poison is because of repetitive based mind control where the most repetitive idea wins. And the most uh, repetitive idea is, yeah, injecting yourself makes you healthy, but anybody who injects this stuff, I stopped injecting myself a long time ago, healthiest I've ever been, no, no problem with my health whatsoever. And then the people who live out this fantasy, fictional fantasy, the most are the most sick. They die the most early. They have the most diseases. They have the least amount of money, least amount of freedom, least amount of intelligence because they're polluted. And so we're really trying to wake people up to that. But sometimes it's, you know, I'm not going to focus all my attention uh, attention and focus on that 30% of the population that's addicted to chaos, crisis, uh, liberalism, and you know the left wokeism i'm not i'm not going to focus on them they can actually 
go extinct for all I care. I want to work with people who want to learn, who have an open mind and who care and love themselves enough to take some action in that direction. Mm, I agree with you completely. And it's, it's, there's a, I recognize that there's a certain percentage of people that, you know, I, I was reading Rumi the other day and, you know, Rumi is over a thousand years old and he had a poem called let them sleep. Right. And it's like, if people are not open to, and he was talking about love in particular, it's like, let them sleep. You're wasting your time. You know, there, there's only so much that we can do to, to the point where if we keep going and compromising ourselves, we're putting ourselves in a disempowered state and then we're of no use to anybody. Right. And, you know, I don't think we need a majority to uproot the foundation of this play. You know, people have free will. They're going to make choices that they're going to make. There are going to be people who boost themselves into oblivion. And, you know, there's maybe that's, that's sad, but there's a mourning period that comes with that. But that's okay. That's people's choice. And you almost have to respect the choice of self-sabotage when people make it, if that's truly what they want and they're not able to break the cycle. Okay. They're, there's, they will have their soul's journey will continue in some fashion and maybe they'll get it right next time. I don't know. Um, but I feel the same way and that I'm ready to, to collaborate with people who are open to this, this new understanding of how we actually are the creators of reality and how, when we take control of our perception and when we tune out the, the noise and, you know, spread information from an empowered state, that's when we're actually going to make a difference. I mean, cause we could be sharing all the information about the vaccines being poison all we want, but if we're doing it from ourselves, feeling disempowered and a victim of these oppressors, if anything, we're still sort of feeding that beast system, right? It doesn't really matter what we're afraid of if we're in a state of fear. So we, we kind of need to recognize how little power they actually hold and recognize how much beauty is present around us, how much beauty is in the world and how similar we all are. And that fact that their divide and conquer narratives have made us think that we're all some sort of, every person is some sort of alien species and we have nothing alike. Like that's couldn't be further from the truth. Right. And I, I did see a double massacre yesterday. So, I mean, I know that the game is still going to be, I'm still going to encounter it here and there, but um, it, it's about staying empowered and staying conscious about how we shape this reality. And from there, as, as I've been doing that, I've only noticed more positive change and difference in my own life. So I, I don't see, I mean, barring something drastic, why that momentum would subside if, as long as I personally continue in that direction. And I know other people are doing it as well. So it, it feels to me like the, the play, it, at some point, there's an inevitability where we are so out of uh, touch with that, that we, like, we can't really be impacted by it in a way. And I may, maybe that's a little naive to a degree, but positive momentum builds upon itself. And if we're consciously creating our reality, how can something that is so, such a lower frequency and so disempowered actually uh, touch us, I guess, is what I would say. Yeah, I, I think you're. I think you're right. I think the the key is to use our magic focus and focus on things we want to grow. Yeah. And if we focus on the problem, the problem will grow, and or maybe share the energy, but be, between 
trying to highlight the problem in a calm and logical and rational way, like say the polio article, uh, where there's very little opinion and more fact there, hoping that other people could wake themselves up, but don't try and shake the people awake and then just focus on the good things in your life and the good things in the world. And through that focus, the energy through your eyes, there's naturally, you know, generated in your system will pump up and grow what you're focusing on. The more we focus on the good stuff, the more good we'll get. Right. Absolutely. And um, I don't know, do you think there is a certain, I, I get you, you titled one of your newsletters the other day, this, and I really like it. It's how obvious does it need to get? I mean, for the people who are sort of on the fence, is there, and is there a certain point where this is just going to become too, too obvious for people, I guess. What, what do you feel is the, what's going to move the collective needle, I would say, if there is, do you have anything in mind that the, what we're moving into, what could potentially do that? And maybe how we, as you know, cause we're sitting here, we're empowered individuals. We already understand what this, you know, how, how to shape reality, right? We're, we're beginning to really learn that. And certainly there's more areas for growth, but how, how do we take that and knowing that this is what's going to shake sort of the collective and use that for our betterment and invert their sort of game plan? I see people awakening really fast when unfortunately one of their family members dies. Mm. So I don't like that as a wake up mechanism, but we see or, or one of their family members are injured. And there's so many deaths and so many injuries that we know that the awakening is happening very rapidly. So the good or the light is racing for the finish line and the darkness and the evil is also racing for the finish line to get the food shortages going, to lock down the financial system, to start doing bail-ins and locking people out of their finances. And then waving the false flag of climate change. So both sides are now racing for the finish line. Who is going to rule this plane? Who is going to rule Middle Earth? Will it be the orc army and the, uh, you know, and the Nazi euthanasia experts? Or is it going to be free freedom, independence, people that are ethical, that are moral? I'm not too sure who's going to win, but the awakening is happening very fast, but so, the evil knows and has predicted through its computer programs how fast it's going to happen when this many people start dropping dead and getting injured. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be an interesting time to be alive. Uh, we're all here because I believe we've chosen to be here. I know that's a phrase in the New Age movement, but we, we, are, we are all here because we're supposed to be here. And we all have a job to do and no one has to go out and hang someone from the tree. We can all do that later when they lose. But what we can do is start using our voices. We have to use our voices logically and rationally ask questions like that stuck in your head. Cause it was a question. How obvious can it get? Yeah. Ask questions, things that questions open the mind. That's what Robert Kiyosaki taught me questions open the mind and statements close the mind. So start asking questions, like if it's so safe and effective, why is there no liability for the people, for the vaccine manufacturers? Or if it's so safe and effective, why does it have to be forced and coerced into the public? And if it's so safe and effective, why are people dying? 
or if they shut down the polio vaccine only with four deaths. And right now in the US with the VAERS system, there's 30,000 deaths, why isn't it shut down? Ask questions. Question marks really get people thinking and open their mind without any conflict. Right, absolutely. And you know, I think if somebody is triggered by a question, it's a call for self-reflection and whether they actually go into that self-reflection we don't necessarily have a, a say over another person's decision to do that. But as long as we continue to ask questions, we're definitely planting the seeds of awareness and planting the seeds to uh, get people to grow and explore. So, absolutely. So Jason, we're at a little over an hour. I mean, this has been another fantastic conversation. I've, I know we could continue to just keep exploring this. Um, so where, where would you want to send people, you know, who want to interact with your work? I mean, I, I, I can attest to your newsletter and the level of uh, knowledge that you put in there. So for anybody who's listening and wants to uh, subscribe, I would definitely recommend that. But, you know, where would you send people who want to continue down this uh, explorative well, path? Well, they can, I can, I slow drip the information for free through my Facebook page. It's, uh, you know, J Jason Kristoff. And there's a picture of me, I think, sitting in a chair in my living room as the profile picture. Go to the one where there's like 95,000 followers or something. I have a professional page that might have 8,000. I don't go to it too much. So go to my main page. You can go to my website, jkristoff.com, where I have some of my programs that are up in regards to the using mind control to formulate and initiate positive outcomes in your own life. And if you want to get on the newsletter, it's just best to email me personally at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. And again, I'll slow drip the information to you for free. And you'll find out that... Um, you find out the truth, what you do with it is up to you. Absolutely. Well, it's nice and you can see how it all sort of starts to interconnect, you know, even following your newsletter, how different areas all interconnect. And we've interconnected a lot of areas just in this conversation alone. So I, I would say as long as the, uh, they don't, again, as long as they don't take down the internet and we're able to converse in the future, let's definitely plan on doing another conversation because there's always more areas to explore. Yeah, the next bullshit virus just phone me back right away. It could be like <laughs> bird cat flu or chicken dog flu or what you know, whatever they can pull out of their ancient black magic sorcery bag next. Let me know. All right, definitely. And we know there's something coming. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, oh my god, <laughs> they, there's no end to it because they don't. Because if you ever calm down and got your prefrontal cortex in the game, you'd realize. They do this all the time. This is the only way they main control is poison and indoctrination. Figure that out and they have no power. Exactly right. Exactly right. And uh, I would say to all the listeners, you, through your exploration and going to Jason's work, you'll definitely see those interconnections on a deeper level. So thanks again for coming on the show, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next one because we, we always, always dive deep. I've never left disappointed. Okay. Thanks, Evan. You have a great day, my friend. All right. You too, man. Okay, thanks.